Hi there, parents of sensitive kids. If you are wondering whether or not you should be homeschooling your kiddo because your child is struggling in school, today is the day. We are going to talk about this uh, and I am excited for this topic. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All right. Now, we help parents of highly sensitive kids who are struggling with uh, big, intense behaviors, including intensive meltdowns and regular meltdowns, right? So daily hitting, kicking, screaming, yelling, crying, uh, any or all of the above happening at home or at school or both. And now today, uh, and we help parents break out of the cycle in as little as eight weeks. We've been doing this for years. Now, what I think is important uh, for us to talk about related to today's topic, because we've got the Homeschooling Littles Summit, where I'm featured uh, talking about uh, children who are highly sensitive and helping them be emotionally available for learning. If you're curious about homeschooling or if you're already a homeschooler, and uh, this is a factor that you want to focus on, definitely go ahead and register for that summit. It's happening now. And uh, we'll put the link to, to the show notes and you've seen me post about it or send emails about it uh, this week as well. And today I want to speak to everybody here uh, on our channel on a more uh, broad topic, should you homeschool or not, or you know where your child is struggling uh, related to the school setting because it is evaluation season. <laughs> <laughs> it's February. Uh, happy Valentine's Day week this week. And r- around this time, parents who are sending their kids to school, private, public, um, you know, whether that's a more traditional setting or not. And uh, even if you're homeschooling, you are focused on on doubling down, if you will, right? Like January is over, the holidays are over, uh, the routine has started to become more regular. And at this point, if your child is struggling with the meltdown cycle, you might be wondering if they are overloaded by what's going on in school. Now, here's the deal. Being a highly sensitive child, especially if your child does not have emotion dissipation skills, might, um, you know, in parenting a highly sensitive child, I said, might lend your kiddo to struggling with managing intense chaotic environments like a school setting where there's multiple children, you know, anywhere between 8 to 25 in the classroom, sometimes even 32. You know, we've seen, especially in our area, it's pretty crowded uh, for, for younger children all the way up through high school. It's, it's pretty full where we live. And so um, it, it, it lends for sensitive kiddos to um, be overstimulated easily, especially if they are stuck in the meltdown cycle. That means that your child might not be demonstrating meltdown behavior at school, but it is absolutely affecting them because a skill gap is a skill gap is a skill gap. Whether your child is managing their explosive behavior at school or at home, differently doesn't matter. Your child has the skill gap and that is present no matter what, no matter where they are. And so if your child is not having meltdowns at school, this 
this conversation is still relevant to you. It's really important to understand that um, when your child is struggling with managing the environment, you might notice that that happens if the household becomes chaotic, right? So if the household is busy and you got to go somewhere and everything is, um, you know, routine but also rushed, uh, and your child is melting down in that dynamic and you only see it at home, it's really important that you highlight that your child is likely demonstrating a skill gap but choosing subconsciously to keep it together uh, out of fear in the school setting. All right, so I'm not going to go into that today because I have all kinds of trainings over the years related to, uh, you know, my child's not melting down at school. Does, you know, only melts down at home. Is that a good thing, right? We, you know, we can absolutely send you in the right direction. If you need that support, go ahead and comment uh, below. Or if this is the podcast, go ahead and send us an email. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction. because so we put shows out on that topic. Today's show is specifically for parents who are considering homeschooling or who are already homeschooling. And um, I want to want to speak a little bit about that concept. If your child is struggling in the school setting, it is your job to be the advocate for your kid. Whether your child is highly sensitive or not, we teach our clients, like obviously we only work with parents of sensitive kids, and we teach our parents that you are an equal member of your child's educational team. And obviously that means that you need to educate yourself on what, how and when your child is being educated, why, what your child's being educated about, and what skills the teacher is using to help your child gain an education. Now, this is really critical because there are key pieces that, uh, for example, the public education system and even private education system, they ha- they are um, uh, obligated to meet for your child. And if you need help with that, we talk about emotional availability for learning on the summit uh, that's running this week. And uh, the summit's free, so feel free to, to go register for it if this is relevant for you. It is for parents of children, sensitive children, uh, seven and under uh, specifically, however, uh, I'm sure you can glean something from it if you're uh, from our, definitely from my conversation with um, uh, with the summit leader in uh, in that uh, in that in that conversation. That's relevant for parents of of any age. So you can definitely go ahead and dive in. And I'll probably um, I'll, once the recording is out and published, I'll be able to put it up for the show later on um, in the next several weeks or something like that. However, um, it's running now, so feel free to go go uh, go register. All right. Now, back to uh, what we're talking about today. If your child is struggling in the school setting, you might be wondering if you should just change the setting, right? And I want to highlight that wherever you go, there you are. So your child, that rule applies to your child, that rule applies to you. This is a quote from Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, but what's really important to understand is that, as I mentioned before, a skill gap is a skill gap is a skill gap is a skill gap. If your child doesn't feel capable in, in managing their, um, emotion, emotional intensity, and they are easily overstimulated, then, and that is a combination, um, uh, for their skill gaps, then your child will not be able to maintain themselves when settings become overwhelming and the, the demand is placed on them to complete a task that is necessary for their growth and development, including education, right? Um, any academic task. And so it is really important to choose uh, to educate yourself and to um, train yourself on 
the understanding of how children learn as well as uh, what your child's capacity is for learning at this stage. Because if you're going to change the environment, if you deem that the child is not being treated fairly, your child's not being cared for effectively, or there's a better setting and you're, you know, you're focusing on uh, raising the bar for how your child is educated and what professionals you hire to do that and moving into um, any sort of uh, alternative private setting or teaching them yourselves, then it is important to, um, to notice that your, your skill set at evaluating teachers and evaluating those who are on your child's education team is a skill set that you need to own, right? Um, now, here's the deal. If myself included, those of you who, who were um, uh, parented in, in an era where public school was more prevalent, more um, the run of the mill, maybe you were educated in a public school setting, you are likely trained to trust your teachers and um, trained to follow authority, right? No matter what. And in today's day and age, uh, the school systems are much more uh, focused on teaching to tests and they're much more focused on um, uh, bureaucratic objectives rather than the one-to-one focus for the children. Schools are generally overcrowded and the teachers are very uh, doing the very best that they can And it's also true that there are some gaps. So it is up to us as parents to educate ourselves to understand what are we deferring to, right? Are we deferring to the teacher's complete and effective authority, even if they're um, understaffed and undersupported? Who are we helping in that dynamic, right? Is your child the side effect of the environment? And so as a parent, it is your duty and it is your job to ensure that you have full and complete understanding of how your child learns and full and complete understanding of how your child is being taught in a classroom, no matter what setting you have, right? As you educate yourself on that fact and on on, uh, these skills, then it will be much easier for you to determine whether or not your child should be pulled from that school setting. So when we encourage our parents, because I'm a homeschooler, but I know that that is not um, uh, an opportunity, it's not an option, it's not an opportunity for everybody. Um, it's, it's not necessarily something that everybody can maintain. And it's also true that uh, I work very, very hard in order to have supports in or- and, and delegate some of my child's homeschooling. So um, it, it, it is possible for everybody. I never put anybody in a position to believe that they can't homeschool um, if they don't want to, because it is absolutely possible. It might require some shifts that would take some time, might not be something you can achieve right this minute. However, uh, you should definitely educate yourself in order to determine if it's going to be a good fit for your child and for your family. Uh, in the near future, if that's something that you want to do so that you're not reactive in any way, right? Because the meltdown cycle um, and lends you to be reactive in different ways in parenting, you might be trying to use gentle parenting skills and and tactics uh, to change your child's behavior. And yet at the end of the day, when your child is not um, managing their behavior effectively, you might end up yelling uh, against your intuition. And and, um, when you're at the end of your rope, right now is yelling part of a gentle parenting or attachment focused parenting plan? No, you and I both know that you we know that that you're doing that when you're not at your best. So um, and and you're you're missing some skills yourself, right? So there's some some changes here skills directly towards your child to help your child move on from something that's bothering them faster so that your patience isn't 
you know, taken to the end of its rope and also for you to dissipate your emotion and uh, notice that your child's emotions aren't, um, you know, can't be, can't be, your emotions can't be contingent upon your child's emotional calm, right? Um, which obviously you're trying, you wouldn't be listening to our show if you are, um, it, like if this was just completely out of your intellectual sphere of understanding, right? So make sure that we're highlighting a few pieces that, that are necessary for you as a parent, since you'll be hearing from me as you register for that homeschools training as well. Um, I'm going to keep today's podcast short so that you have the opportunity to focus on that and, and get registered. All right. So again, the focus is in noticing that you're an ex- you're an equal player on your child's educational team. When we help our clients achieve that objective, schools start to defer to the parent um, because when you can influence people from an, a place of empowerment, a m- mental state of empowerment, and um, and you know intellectual understanding, people listen, right? Um, otherwise, you'll be reactive and um, teachers will or the educational team will believe that they know more about child development than they do than you do. And uh, they might know more about how to manage a classroom of 25 um, and how to ensure that that uh, a classroom of that size gets the job done on a day to day basis. You know, they might be working really hard at that. That might be a skill set you don't have. However, as your child's parent, it is absolutely in your purview to have the skill set to understand how your child learns. You can build that skill. Um, and, and that is something that I believe firmly and our, my team believes firmly that it is your responsibility as a parent, right? It's much more empowering to understand your child and how they learn and their learning styles, as well as what contributes to their overwhelm and what keeps them from learning Um, in order to advocate because there are certain systems you could be putting in place in the school setting that you already have. Um, And a lot of that happens in the home setting, right? Now remember, highly sensitive children change through their relationship with their parents. So we've had lots of parents who have who have considered homeschooling their kids and yet decided at the end of the day that that wasn't what they wanted to do. And we don't preach either is necessary. Um, unless a t- child is being mistreated in the school, myself, my team, we don't guide a parent towards one or the other or you know, a different scenario. Um, instead, what we do is we help parents decide what's right for them by educating themselves in that process. And every situation, every school, I mean, we work with parents around the country and around the world as well. So every school system is different. Every teacher is different. Every, um, you know, bureaucracy or not uh, is different. And the values that parents need to meet are multifaceted, right? I mean, you can't just think about the one uh, classroom this year and determine whether or not it's a good fit to pull your kid out, right? You got to be thinking into the future. And if you're really overwhelmed in the meltdown cycle, that can be really difficult to think ahead three, six months from now. I mean, I was just speaking to a parent last uh, this week who jumped into our, our into into boot camp, and she said, "You know what? Like my kiddo is uh, is seven, and I thought we'd be grown out of this behavior by now. And I don't know. I haven't even thought about what it would be like to focus on the next couple of years, uh, because I've been so focused on the day to day that it's just you know I'm swimming and I'm trying to keep my head above water, and um, that is absolutely that is absolutely part of the equation." Um, and when you have that breakthrough, that that's really what's going on. Cause we create that breakthrough for everybody who gets on a breakthrough call for us of, you know, how you're focusing on the problem and, and how you can see the bigger picture that's necessary to, to do, um, whether you work with us or not. Right. And that conversation happens on a, on a breakthrough call with my team. 
you, then you get to decide, you know, is there more that you want to focus on? Do you have skills to be able to zoom out um, and look at the bigger picture with a more neutral and, and um, capable manner? Um, and is that a skill, skill gap that you want to fill for yourself, right? Because as, as adults, we have opportunities to decide what education do we need in order to learn how our child should be educated. And uh, that's a choice you have. Absolutely. So um, let's figure this out. Okay. I want to talk about and, and just highlight what we covered. Like I said, this, this, this training is going to be short. So what we talked about is your the identity that you need, right? The, the opportunity to be your child's advocate, which requires certain education, the capacity for you to evaluate your child's learning style and the, and the capacity to understand how your child learns. And that is through you. Right. So we've had parents who have considered changing their child's school and instead they focused on what really works to eliminate the meltdown cycle in their home. And they didn't need to change the child's school. The child changed how they demonstrated skillfulness in the school setting. And as a result, the uh, the child was much more resilient in the current school setting they had. So they didn't even need to share with the school that the child was struggling at home and the child was originally overwhelmed by, you know, all the noise and, and everything going on in the school setting that could be overstimulating, right? Because the child was able to decrease the emotional intensity that they were feeling because they were taking on more than they needed to. And that's an emotional self-concept, an emotional uh, boundary process. And children learn emotional boundaries through their parents. They don't learn that through a teacher or a therapist, especially not highly sensitive kids. Uh, it becomes an intellectual conversation because these children demonstrate wise um, intellect usually. However, um, clear and specific boundaries need to be taught by and, and social skills need to be taught through parents for sensitive kiddos. Um, Otherwise, it stays in the intellect and the illogical part of the brain and highly sensitive children, as all children are, are emotional led, uh, not, um, not intellect led. So uh, no matter how smart your kiddo is, that is true. And, uh, and, and so it's very important for you to uh, be focused on that and to highlight that. So again, go ahead and register for the homeschool summit that's going on this week. And uh, we've got the, the link going on to um, in, in the show notes here. And it's long, so I'm not going to recite it today <laughs> on the show. We'll put it on the, the video and we'll put it in the show notes for you. All right. And uh, we look forward to serving you in the summit. All right. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week. So be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.